hello and welcome to the set of the Star Inn, which is actually a pub in downtown Waterdeep, where we've come to meet with the famous Bugraft, Uncle Buggy. Uncle to the late, as in deceased, Grimbold Flange, last seen hanging by the face out of the mouth of the Roper, and also the late, as in last in the room, last to the bar, etc., Sessions IPA. Stinky Buggy, as the crew like to call him behind his back, has just finished recording an exhausting collection of episodes in the warehouse and the doppelganger's lair, and we were hoping to catch him before he properly drains the bar dry and inevitably ends up in a gutter somewhere bemoaning what could have been. Ah, I'm just hearing from the production team through my ear mic that we do have a bit of a problem. Mr. Bugraft is having a moment and refusing to leave his trailer. Something about a jar of pickled garlic. Apparently they are the wrong size. Well, there you are. That's C-Listers for you. Hopefully we will be able to catch up with him later when he's calmed down from his princess unicorn tantrum. Not all barbarian rages are conducted in the course of a battle by the looks of things. So let's get back to the action. Rate, review, blah, 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 blah. Please enjoy. Episode 48, So Mushroom Babe. Could someone please throw a bucket of water over him or something? Uh, good evening, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hey, Hello. Uh, Hello. I am here with Paul and Hello. Dan and Graham and Johnny Hello. and Lucas. Hello. How is everybody? Very well, thank you. Fine. Excellent. Fine. Graham, it's your turn to do a recap, if you could pick up uh, very quickly, uh, since it's only a few days ago. Most of the time we explored the new treasure allocation system. It was admin heavy. Admin heavy magic dice of magic dice rolling yeah magic dice of magic dice rolling yeah the dice I of thought magic that was rolling. okay i think we need to iron out how that works but i thought it was quite fun to kind of do yeah i think they could have almost Basically, predicted Dan the results. all his money on trying to get the ring of protection <laughs> <laughs> got trounced oh, i have to say i like the old system Sorry. I I think it was fine. I mean, it was kind of. But you can decide between you what what, what you want to what you want to do. Sorry, uh, Graham. Yes, there was a lot of admin. Um, a lot of admin, I and then we went your... to see um, Iligos, and we're in mid conversation, having surrendered all of the interesting documents and being paid a substantial finder's fee. I guess it could be described as. Yeah, you were paid by a grateful city for evidence about whatever it was that these doppelgangers were up to. Mm-hmm hidden away in what may or may not become your new uh, base of operations. We'll pick it up with Eligos. She wants that. She says, um, how can I be of assistance? I think that's where we left things. We'll say, Hesty Testopod sent us. Yes, I know. Um, so why did you ask then? Well, I... <laughs> I was being a child. Slap, slap. Yeah, I was being polite. I think it might have been a little off-putting if I had walked into the room and told you why you were here and what you knew. I thought I'd uh, let you um, introduce introduce yourselves. I'm Bugraft. I'm called Buggy. (laughs) Uh, Who is this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I smell smell very strongly garlic. A 60-year-old man, a haggard barbarian hobbit. Yes. Uh, nice axe, she says. Yeah. Um, the Hesty's message was brief. Um, and Hesty and I have we've not we've lost touch with each other over the years. Um, perhaps you the best thing out, to do is my understanding. I think that that would put, puts it a little strongly. We both studied together uh, at the Sorcerer's Spire under the Archmage Marcus Doombringer. Have you heard? Oh, <laughs> most powerful <laughs> mage I've heard of him as well. <laughs> 
but we've lost touch. Alessandra, you must explain to me how you've come to actually um, acquaint yourselves with these people. I sent Alessandra out here to, uh, I have to admit, to uh, watch you on your journey here because I was, I must admit, I was slightly concerned about uh, Hesty's motivations in sending you to see me. Perhaps the best thing, since his message was so very brief, would be if you could tell me about why you've come to see me and what it is, I, if I'm getting the sense of Hesty's message right, what it is you have brought to show me. If you proffer the coffer. <laughs> She picks her way through this chest of stuff that you um, uh, finally remember that you brought with you. And she's interested in uh, Theldric's journal that you recovered from the um, Temple of Banshivu. You've got those scrolls that you found in the, uh, Asmod- the Temple of Asmodee that belong to the Faceless One. Or, or actually, rather, that you managed to decipher with the code key from the Faceless One. You've got all of the weird scribblings that you seized off Granat Kerr, who is the weird, levitating, um, uh, high sort of shaman of uh, the Grey Woodsman. Uh, there are the bottles, there are the potions that you recovered from the lizard folk lair that have got little worms in, and there's the canister with the large green worm in it. And she's really interested in all this stuff. I'll say to her, what do you know about Kius and the Age of Worms? It is very interesting that you ask me. Uh, you're, you're, sorry, you're... Burple. Burple. Burple, Burple. yes. Burple. And what do you know of the Rod of Seven Parts? Uh, well, the Rod of Seven Parts, I think, maybe something different. It is interesting. She picks up the 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 demon horns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says these are relate to the wind dukes and the rod of seven parts. These horns, if I am right, belong to a fiend named Kizavidexus, who was destroyed by a wind duke called Ecosiol on the fields of Pesh mm. many oh. thousands of years ago. The battle in which the Rod of Seven Parts was first used. Has Hesty talked to you about this already? Yes, it's a little interesting. bits and pieces. How it relates to Kios, I do not know. I think that we have, I think we have pieces and scraps of different stories here. This, for example, she takes the silver box, which is kind of emblazoned with with the design of the Queen of Chaos on it, and which has the talisman of the sphere in it, the the artifact or whatever it is that you use to control spheres of annihilation. She picks up this again. This relates to the battle on the fields of Pesh. This is not related to Kios specifically. This is very interesting. So she put, and she kind of puts that back. She looks at you quite, studies you quite sort of intensely. Purple. Yeah. Are you interested in the in the rod of seven parts? Are you? That's uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that know, is interesting. Do you know the locations of any of the parts? Well, that's rumored to be. There are people who say that at least one of the fragments of the rod were buried with some of the wind dukes up in the the cairn this is where you've come from yes the cairn mm. hills mm. uh but i mean other people i think hesty's always always been always uh when he was uh, when we were young and we were studying together he was always obsessed with this idea that these artifacts were up there to be found and he's still up there isn't he the, old, the daft fool uh, pottering about in that backwater, fumbling around in caves looking for things that probably aren't there. Backwater? Well, backwater? Yeah. It's, you know, it's a thriving metropolis. It's not even Evenstein, you know. She gestures out of the window at the vast, sweeping vista of Evenstar lay before you. And she says, this is where adventurers like you should be. This is where this is yeah, where the bins, destiny the bins is don't created. Look very comfortable. The bins aren't comfortable. Well, right. exactly. And then she takes the other elements and she says, "Now these do relate to Kios. It's a very interesting question, Burple. This worm is a Kios worm. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. He is a, a deity, or was a deity. He was he was a master of the creation of of undead. And these worms. She sort of walks over to the window. She holds up the canister so that the light catches it, sort of illuminates it, sort of massive greenness. These are the least dangerous of his spawn. Oh, really? If you're finding these anywhere, it means that the cult, his cult, his people are becoming more active in the area. So what happened to kids? It's very dangerous. They are so horribly fecund. They spread like wildfire. The presence of these worms is very, very concerning. She kind of looks out the window. We found lots of them. Some of them left yeah. uh, by a black dragon. There's something... The lizard folk. Oh, really? Now, that's very interesting. Tell me more about that. I can't remember the dragon's name. Someone else might remember it. I'm but... not entirely sure. We knew, Do we knew, know the dragon's name? But the dragon basically tricked the lizard folk. Icarius or something. It was again with an I. Not Ilthane. Ilthane, that's yes. correct. Yes. Fascinating, fascinating. Ilthane, that's a name I've heard associated with with Chios and uh, the Ebon Triad. She holds up some of these pieces of paper. Will we show her the glass vials as well with these worms in it? The relationship between the Ebon Triad and the followers of Chios is the thing that is a is is behind a veil to me. I cannot I cannot determine it. Uh, there is some. Well, it seems to me like the Ebon Triad is. What do you mean you can't? I I thought that when you combine the three gods. You get Chaos, or is that not true? No, no that's good. not correct at all. No, that's, oh, complete, I see. that's utterly and completely wrong in every single way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, Burple, you're close. You are close to the truth. Close, but really not. I not believe very. that the, it is very. Di- it is. It is difficult to settle. But my un- my uh, my um, understanding, my judgment would be, is that the, the Ebon Triad believe that their this this god that they are obsessed with creating out of their three uh, their three component gods, if you like, of Asmodee, the Grey Woodsman, and uh, Banshifu, that that god cannot rise until the Age of Worms has begun, and Chios is the harbinger of the Age of Worms. That right. is what I think is the connection. So I think that there is a tie-in. I think there is a link between the followers of the Ebon Triad and the older cult of Chios, they are organizing, involving each other in their schemes out of mutual advantage. But it is very difficult. I appearing into this web, I cannot see an answer. I cannot see a pattern. The Age of Worms, uh, it's known by many other names. The End Times, the Dark Age, the Eternal Ruin. It's an ancient set of prophecies. The transformation of the world. It's a time when life gives away to something else. Uh, recorded you know, it's recorded. These scrolls are just scraps. What we need is uh, there is a there is a there is a tome called. Have you heard of the Book of Vile Darkness? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was there. It is rumored. I think. Uh, yes, it is. It was three point five. It was carried really forward from second edition, and in fact, yes. the first edition as well. Uh, it's carried that there. It is understood that there are passages about the uh, concerning the age of worms and perhaps what we can expect if it's on its way the libris mortis again the necronomicon concerns itself with the age of worms we're also inscribed across the walls of ruins around the world around the world i don't know why i said it like that and then and also that there are stories of the age of worms inscribed on the walls of temples cults and soothsayers have built their own theories 
I've not seen so many references to it. Again, she's picking up with me in one place from so many different disparate sources before. It is very concerning. Something is certainly building. Let me examine these materials more closely and perhaps I will have more information for you. It will take me a couple of days that you can spend um, waiting for magic items to become available. And then suddenly she breaks off. Her head tilts up sharply. She says, do you hear anything? And she walks over to the window and kind of stands looking out of the window for a bit with her head just tipped to one side like she's listening out for something. Can we hear anything? No. I mean, there might have been a noise from the street or something. She just seems a little on edge. Do we want to do... Um, Shall I do a perception check? Yeah, go ahead. You make a perception check. Uh, Get a nine. Okay. Uh, That's kind of in the middle. For what it's worth, you can't hear anything now. There's certainly nothing nearby or anything that would kind of give you suspicion and she, okay. and she seems she seems kind of okay after a, a second or two she takes a, a moment and then she heads back and then she and she sort of goes now where where where, where was i tell me more about tell me about your adventure since you uh, joined us in uh, evenstar well we were attacked almost as soon as we arrived is this um, she looks sharply at alessandra is this true yes they were attacked by members of the triad the ebon triad Mm. Yes, well, that would make sense. But somehow they must have known of your arrival. Yes, I don't know how that happened. We did, did we know it was the Ebon Triad? I don't think we knew that. Did you? How do you know that? Presumably she would have heard the news of the huge battle. Well, she was probably following us, so... Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have heard yesterday afternoon there was a disturbance in the... This, this was... This was you, was in the this was, Again, she was looking at Alessandra. This was you. I mean, you didn't come to... You know, you didn't seem. You could have come to see me. Come so basically, I didn't have really much of a chance. I was following them, and um, maybe you can tell me, Alessandra, why have you? Uh, you were asked to watch these. I mean, uh, you are my welcome guests, but you, uh, Alessandra, was asked to watch you at a distance. But for some reason, you seem to have um, acquainted yourselves with each other. How has this happened? Wasn't there a boy with you? What, isn't he one of the what's her name? Severianas. He, um, he was. Yes, he was an ouch splinter. An ouch splinter. Oh, yes, that was that was one of the reasons that I was one of the causes for my concern. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. Carry on, Alison. So they were distracted by being attacked by the Triad and the Chimera bomb at uh, the carnival procession. And then there was an interaction with these doppelgangers. And they all got lured off into this warehouse. And I followed them and I saw young Ouch Splinter. He, he disappeared at some point while they were remaining you know, inside. You know him, of course, don't you, Alessandra? She sort of looks like she's being a bit mischievous. She's sort of looking, she's got the, the canister with a worm in it, and she's sort of affecting to study it, but she's sort of got a little smile playing around. You know, um, you know, um, young, um, it's Cuthbert, isn't it? Cuthbert, actually. You know him, don't you, Alessandra? Um, I know of him, yes. Yeah, I mean, you would do it. you related to him. Oh, I, mean, I would be... say that's very distant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, <laughs> this? very what distant. This? Well, long... it is distant. Uh, it is, it is distant, but I mean, we, it's, we don't I mean, share the same surname. I mean, it's, we're talking many, many cousins, many cousins, cousins. away. Uh, uh, well, I've never, yeah, I've never, yeah. I might have met him many years ago at a kind of a party or something, but we'd never really moved in the same circles. And um, well, that's, I've, that's, okay, I mean, I, I yes, I mean, uh, it seems to suit you, Alessandra, to um, forget to magnify thing. your connection to the outsplinters when you want. Anyway, and then to, to, to rather die. I don't rather, know. Um, no, I... Anyway. I've never met the matriarch. I've never met her. Uh, she looks at the rest of you. You have nothing to worry about. She's not really connected to the family, but I do I do like to... Um, I, I, I'm being mischievous. She likes to wind me up. 
Anyway, sorry, Alessandro, I interrupted you again. Oh, that's fine. Young Outsplinter disappeared off. I decided to keep my focus on the rest of the party, so I followed them into the warehouse, and it appears they got themselves into some trouble with the doppelgangers, so I decided mm. probably best to go and help. Help? wasn't anything to do with running away was it get sorry help help let me out there's a mind flare in here help help please yeah. otherwise i'm going to die that's <laughs> what i was going to remember that was a that that was an element of it but i also <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> probie I, but, I mean uh, i think you're still a probationer in this group it seems like um, projects are developing between you already. Well, well they ran away. Her. They ran away and left me with the doppelgangers. Why did she? Think think that that well, there I mean, I don't think we ran away. We ran there away have been rumours of. Uh, there's been rumours of a of a of a gang of doppelgangers operating in the city for a, for a while now. So you've done. Well, it seems like you. Well, that's I congr- you, you are to be congratulated. Uh, so uh, tell me, you and, know sorry, a mind flare. A... You mentioned a mind. Uh, sorry, yeah, I just, we didn't uh, kill uh, the mind one an illicit. Yes. That's very concerning. Tell me about that then. Well, there was one of those, and it, we, you know, there was a room, and it had a special secret passageway. Okay, that's vague so the, and odd. Yeah. Stream of consciousness, nice. I like it. Mm, yeah. The yep. doppelgangers Helpful. have tattoos on their foreheads. Yes. In the, um, in the shape of a spiral. The, the shape of a spiral, which the doppelganger, if we, uh, the mind flayer, also had on his belt. Aha. Uh-huh. So you feel so you what so you 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 infer that the, the the doppelgangers were what somehow enthralled to this this mind flare. We think they must be part of some steeples kind of her gang. hands under her chin. That's very interesting. We need to know more about this. Do were, were there any was there any other information? Well, you were told information. even only very short in- time ago that you might remember that there was a machine. A machine. Ah oh, yes. There was a machine that one of the doppelgangers had attached to it. Yes, there was a machine. We took. Yes, there was a machine. Uh, she, she sort of looks at that. She's like, this is not my area of expertise. But there was a machine, honest. Yeah, but we, we, if you remember, That's we took some parts off the machine that we felt could be used. Yes, yes, no, I, no, I remember the... Yeah, that's that's yeah. fine. Yes, so she looks at those parts. Um, she looks at your parts, Barker, <laughs> and she says, I can't do anything with these. <laughs> she says, and they were the plans that they had, all the documents yeah. and the plans, Tell us which we handed over plan. to the relevant authorities. There was nothing else tying this um, mind flare to your doppelganger uh, gang. There was a scroll. There was a scroll, you say? There was a scroll with writing on it. Says, it says, he says, slumping across the finish line, exhausted. <laughs> there was a scroll. <laughs> there was a scroll. You say? <laughs> which says, oh, really? Yes. Which, which is here. Yes, tell, me about, tell me about the scroll. I've got it here. It's, uh, I have it here. Yeah. It says, I have a task for you, Thrall. Meet me at the sewer junction beneath the cold forge. Was it signed, Paul? Signed by... Uh, it's got a spiralling tentacle symbol. Oh, well, well, red. Hmm. Again. Well, I know <laughs> I know of a cold forge. The cold forge, it is... It's It's in my mind, the back of my mind. I I think there's a smithy. There's a metalworking house in, in Resonet called the cold forge. Maybe that is what that reference is to. Well, maybe we should go and check it out. Maybe we should go Kick and check in it. some doors. In a couple of days, once we've picked yes. up. Well, you should uh, you should rest and recuperate. Of yeah, we should. Yeah, and party a bit. We've been on the road for some weeks. We need to unwind. Take a chill. Mm. Uh, uh, okay, that's nice. Meditate yep. a bit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meditate. Yeah. That's that's the word. That's the one. Of. Just forget about all this story stuff for a couple of minutes, for a couple <laughs> of hours. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, just have it. Decompress. Stop, have it. Decompress. Don't worry about having all of this stuff in your head. Yes, just kind of fighting for it. Yeah, absolutely. Just just clear your head of all of these plot elements just for a minute. <laughs> what do you mean? And clear it. <laughs> um, it wasn't there in the first place. Well, you must know. So we, we must find you lodgings. Alessandra, you must. You know, I think we should. Stay. I think we should stay at the star. Can't, can't we stay here? Oh, star. Yes. I. I. She looks buggy. She goes right I next door. I don't know that that would be appropriate. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the star is just around the corner, around the and corner. it is. It is a. It, it's a wise choice, and of course, Alessandra, you'll mention my name. What's um, the problem? And you'll be very like? well looked after. Ooh. Hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay. Well, maybe not. Uh, she looks get buggy again. I mean, some of you might enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> How much is a room in the Star per night? Oh, don't ask me a question like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you've got I enough money know. to stay there, you haven't shopped yeah. properly. Yes, exactly. If you need to, if you need to ask the price, you can't afford it. It's not. It's not expensive, uh, Parker. Uh, that's your name, isn't it? Since we've not actually introduced it. Yes. Anyway. Um, so, yes, you stay at the Star for a couple of days. Uh, let me ask a couple of questions. Let me look at this material. You can organise yourselves and then perhaps um, Alessandra will know the time for you to push on. I would start, Alessandra. One second. Uh, Bonce. <laughs> will you fetch one of my municipal soft commissions, please. And he kind of wanders <laughs> off. He comes back with a piece of paper and she hands it across to Alessandra. Take this. It will allow you, it will permit you to explore the sewers. I would imagine that uh, that would be the place to start. Somewhere around the Cold Forge Smithy in Resonant, that's where I would start your search. Okay. And uh, you can have a couple of days of R&R, which we will fast forward through. You can stay can at the start. Can we ask her a it's couple more nice. questions about the ouch splinters? It's very yes. nice meeting you. Thank you. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, Thank uh, you. you have. Sorry, Parker. Yes, you have a question about. Sorry, what's that? The I won't. I won't, argument or... I, I won't pretend to be an expert on these people, but uh, I'll tell you what I know. Um, so why do we think that Cuthbert suddenly decided that he didn't want to carry on with us and ran away? I just I don't understand this. Parker, this is not something I can help you with. I, I, I can't pretend to understand the, the, the thinking in these in these instances. I'm sorry. Okay. And the ouch splinters, they basically, are they the mafia of this town? Or uh, yeah. how much influence do they have in this town? Um, the mafia? Oh, okay. Uh, do, if you mean, are they a, a band of organized scoundrels? Okay, right. organized crime, yeah. It's very easy to characterize an organization like the Outspinchers in such a way, but they're not just criminals. They uh, operate at every level of society, in business, in commerce, in politics. Uh, yes, uh, they are not a, a family to be crossed. Severiana is a formidable family, or do they only control a part of the town? Well, it's not so simply geographically territorial. Um, you character uh, it, you, it's difficult to characterize it like that, Parker. There are multiple interests in Evenstar. Oh, there is the was... there is the order. There is the regiment. There is the municipal government. There are families. There are trading houses. 
um, each has their own areas that they are feel strongest in, both geographical and commercial. But I would not characterize it uh, if you are if you are um, uh, feeling your way, Parker, towards an idea whereby you cross one street and you are in outsplinter territory, for example, and you cross no, another I street and you are not. It is not as simply demarcated as that. No, I, I understood that, but I was just interested to know whether they were like the only syndicate family in the town or whether there are several and it's difficult to characterize these things and i don't wish to be mischievous uh, or over dramatic but they are the only family in evenstar or in all of the hinterlands parker who have a direct connection with these and she picks up the demon horns that she said belong to the fiend called kizar videxus mm-hmm. their bloodline runs back uncounted thousands of years and who knows what right. lies in that family. Right. right. But they are best to be... It is best to be very, very wary around the Outsplinters. Oh, lucky we got rid of one, then. Kidar Fedexus. Anyway. Any, where is the it was lovely Temple of Misfortune? Who's Kidar Fedexus? What's Kidar Fedexus? Kizar Videxus was a demon that she said was slain by a right. cozy That's on the, the fields name. of Pesh. Okay. And those are the, the horns name. that belong to it. Right. By the Rod of Seven Parts. The danger of laying it on with the trowel, it was the demon that was portrayed as having one green and one grey eye in the uh, tomb of Zosiel all those uh, right. days ago. Right, right. Okay, there we are. Um, uh, anyway, it was lovely to meet you. And we're trying to work out where's the nearest Temple of Misfortune? The Temple of Misfortune? Yes. Surely you know your own faith. Well, sections. I don't know the city. But um, famously, Misfortune does not have temples. Oh, right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Oops. Trick question, just testing it. <laughs> just, just, just testing it. So the nearest casino. Precisely, yes, That's exactly. I mean. Exactly, funny. Sessions. Uh, sorry, it's of course a misunderstanding. Yes, I mean, um, misfortune is worshipped wherever dice are rolled and cards are dealt. That's where I'm going. Okay, fine. Uh, off, you, off you trot. Sessions, you want to go visit the gambling halls in order to uh, honour your god. Yeah. Fine. Anybody else want to do anything like that? I'm going to tag along with Sessions in a sort of like, explain to me again this game with these cards thing. <laughs> go on. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go gonna, to the star. You're going to go and uh, I'm going uh, to the organize star. lodgings. Yeah. No, well, I mean, lodgings. they know you and you can organize a set of rooms. I think it's somebody. I mean, it's the standard rate, whatever it is. You can cross it off. Yeah. We're not going to get into some awful bookkeeping thing. Burple. Well, I'm not comfortable, you know, staying in that building. So no. feeling a little, uh, you know, there is a, a center of worship of the standing wave. Is there? You could. Yeah. Oh, I it's want called, to go there. It's called the Serenity Retreat. Right. It's about the most annoying place on Earth. <laughs> right. It's all muesli and crystals. And <laughs> I think muesli, bath, if you're lucky, isn't it? It's like celery. Bath, bath robes, you know, like white robes folded up when you arrive and sort of rather tight smiles. <laughs> Tight smiles, oh, yes. eh? And menthols all over the place. Uh, so go, you come in to worship the standing wave. Well, let's find you. <laughs> pop in. Can you just pop your top off? Go into one of the booths. Um, if you want to sleep rough, you can do. Can I? The best place to sleep rough, though, is in Paddock, which is the little bit of the town... It's inside the main city walls, but it's divided up. It used to be a little bit of the town that was where all of the merchant caravans and stuff who didn't want to pay the fee to come inside the town proper. 
right? Would organize themselves, but it's become so instituted that it now has walls around it. And what you can kind of buy you a tent. Bob? You can exactly. You can pitch up there with a tent. You can do whatever you like. Well, it's, it's a free. You must be able to buy a bin from someone. Uh, yes, so let's assume do if I can't find a bin. You can buy a bin. <laughs> you could buy a bin, or you could get some ref, a refuse um, um, box or something. A refuse yes. box. <laughs> a refuse box. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You, Thanks. Yeah, or a or a, a septic tank. Nice. Uh, and then yeah, I got myself a refuse box. Buggy, buggy, are you hanging out with the others? I'm going to the. Is it the star? You can go to the star. Yep. And I'm going to order lots of ale. Get okay. very drunk so very and start fun. fights with the locals. Brilliant. Okay, so Burple goes off to visit the re- Serenity Retreat of the Standing Wave and then goes to find a bin to live in. Sessions goes to the gambling halls with Parker um, and Buggy... Who's going to annoy him with questions about yeah, how to yeah. play card well, games. And well, my intention is to pay uh, as little question. money as possible and have all the free beverages. Yeah. Yeah, and then, well, yes, absolutely, yeah, 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 high rollers. And then um, <laughs> Alessandra and Buggy hang out at the star. Alessandra, it, sober, Buggy. Alessandra's not, not going to hang out anywhere near Buggy. Well, that's fine, you can, those, it's a big place. Um, buggy, it's, yeah, okay, I, I understand what Buggy is doing. I'll just, yeah, sit in the corner and I think you've had enough fights. I have a Don't you know who I am? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're my best mate, you are. Oh, I love you, I do, I love you. What do you find? Um, uh, the, the star is quite posh, Buggy, but it is a haunt of the kind of slightly more discerning adventurer, so you can surely find some drinking companions. And uh, it takes a couple of days for the items that you've ordered in the gambling halls to arrive. And then what are we going to do? We're going to go down the year quickly add them to our carriage sheet. We're going to go to the sewers. Yes. Okay, somebody give me a an intelligence check. I think we're all a bit thick, aren't we? Intelligent, yet not the smartest. Um, no, but we'll give it a go. Oh, a six. Burple with your 14. Burple. Burple herpish. Um, as you potter about town doing what you do, uh, abstracting this, you may get into a couple of kind of conversations with people, you know, passing the time of day. What are you doing in town? You don't reveal anything particularly sensitive. But at one point you talk about or you raise the question of the yellow deposit that you saw on the feet of those figures oh, with yeah. the mind flare. Again, I'm also abstracting. I'm presuming that you don't, you're not um, specific. You just sort of say, I wondered about, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And what you learn with your successful intelligence forward slash gather information uh, check is that this stuff is called beggar's gold and that it is a, a fungus that grows in the outflow of forges and smithies. Right. Oh. It just ties in with this idea that Eligos remembered that this mention of somewhere called the Cold Forge in the scroll that you found left with uh, Telark in the doppelganger. Where is this? Where do we find this runoff? Where do we find this sewer? Mm. Well, I mean, I, uh, uh, the Cold Forge mm. is in Resined. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it near a dog so just or temple, the Temple of Tonge? Yes, yeah, south of the Temple of Tonge. Fifteen Fingers? Well, the Fifteen Fingers is a very disreputable um, tavern that um, Uncle Buggy would be extremely um, mm. comfortable in. So is it near a trader's? or? Um... It's near, quite near Trader's Gate, quite near the walls. 
it's oh, it's an area where they've been Alessandra give me an intelligence check 16 16 you remember Alessandra that there's always stories about the sewers in Resonant that there's that it's rumored that the kind of the, the urban myth or maybe it's not a myth is that somehow in the in the kind of Resonant district the sewers interface as it were with the dunge proper uh, more than they do elsewhere in the city you know about commissions right Alessandra yes absolutely do you want me to tell you about commissions then we have one oh, uh, We've just yes, you do. You have what's called a soft commission, but Alessandra can tell you. Commissions are required to enter the dunge. Of course, many brave freebooters ignore this rule. There are, broadly, two types of commission. Commissions of action are issued by the order of the authority of the Great Matrial. They cover explorations in the depths, the deeper halls and warrens. Municipal commissions, known as soft commissions, are issued by the Evenstar City Council for civilian purposes and normally only extend to the shallows, those areas of the dunge near the surface, often connected to the sewer system. There you are. Thanks yeah. very much. Alexandra sounds like a blast, doesn't she? <laughs> oh, she's very yeah. interesting. That's a great night out. Yeah, we're still not sure whether we want her in the party. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I don't think we do. She All right, her way so in. Just, just, her surname isn't Outsplinter. Maybe it's PowerPoint. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they, you have to kind of have a bit of a snootle around in Resonet to try and find a way into the sewers. Um, Alessandra, your DC 50... Your, sorry, your 15 on your check. Yes, you, you, you do know that there are rumours about how closely connected the sewers in Resonet are to the dungeon proper. You also remember a specific instance, uh, or at least the rumours of a specific instance a few years ago, where a chapel of Asmodee was discovered by a group of adventurers who were working under the terms of a soft commission Ooh. to clear out a bit of um, sewer area that was causing trouble to the locals. And they found a chapel of Asmodee down there that connected into the dunge proper. So it sounds like this is the sort of thing that might kind of fit in terms of what you're what you're up to yes uh, so we need to find it yeah it's a sizable area give me a couple of um stealth checks i'm saying that you can identify a couple of gratings that will get you down into the sewer but they are and i'm also saying that you can find a grating that is sitting in an area that's not particularly well observed but let's just see 18 we don't want to get into the terrible detail of this with floor plans and stuff but i would say that if you sniff around the area of resonant uh you obviously can identify where this this business the cold forge is located mm -hmm. and with a couple of decent stealth checks that mean that you're not um detected as you observe the premises you can find a grating that will get you into the sewers near there yeah without yep. being observed i think that's i think that's a fair enough kind of estimation okay and you um find yourselves in the sewer system Resonate is one of the oldest districts of the city and the sewer system is not the um, award-winning um, Bazaljet standard sewer system that you find in Nine Deeps but you can uh, work your way through the tunnels effectively sort of trying to orient yourselves at street level yes with going mm -hmm. getting yourselves into and under this cold forge area it doesn't take you very long before you find yourself in an extended passageway you're sort of sloshing along it's the standard 
not sewers in the real world, sewers in the D&D world. Have you noticed how sewers, I don't know what sewers in the real world are like, I'd never go in one, right? But sewers in the D&D world are always like five foot wide with a five foot wide walkway on either side. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's the kind of, it's something like that is where you find yourself. Well, that's the big slot. sewer, isn't it? The small sewer only has the walk on one side. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, let's, um, <laughs> let me lay out a map for you. Let me lay out a Ooh, map. different map. You find yourselves uh, following um, a sewer passageway when you discover something that seems uh, untoward, as it were, something that's out of the ordinary. Um, <laughs> Is it what? Bugraft at the front? Yeah, it's Bugraft. It's Bugraft. <laughs> I'm going guys? at the front, right? Good. Good. Okay. Which way is it the front? You find yourself at a T-junction in the sewer system, and as you reach this T-junction, you've got a uh, the, the 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 main sewer way channel extends uh, off to your east and west, off into the darkness. Yeah, even with your dark vision, it just mm. it just it just heads off. But not sort of almost opposite this junction, there's an opening in the north of this sewer wall, um, and it is covered in this beggar's gold fungus. Do we know that this beggar's gold fungus is it poisonous in any way? Is it is it something we have to worry about? Yeah, I know it's sort of question that you ask. Yeah, if only you'd asked me uh, before. Well, we'll go out and ask somebody. Yeah, no, uh, you you uh, don't know that it's in and of itself. Someone ran in the street. Excuse me. This fungus on your finger. Is it dangerous? <laughs> Slap them. Who are you? Why are you, you here? So, I was, I, wait, never mind that. Answer this. Yeah, chew on this. How do you feel? What's it taste like? <laughs> oh, it tastes like uh, gold. Chicken. <laughs> it tastes like gold chicken. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a large patch of beggar's gold uh, uh, festooning the entrance to what looks like a sort of more rough kind of cave-like opening in the northern wall of this sewer. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. would you like to do? Right, well, I think Probe, Probe 1 yes. Alessandra should go and check things out. If that's all right with everybody else, I don't know. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Go, go and yes. Probe go ahead. Probe. I mean, Bugraft, you don't mind if oh. I go at the front, do you? No, no, it's okay. I'll be right behind you. Yeah. I'm going to go okay. and take a look. I'm going to go and do things stealthily. You're trying to be quiet? Yes, yeah. okay. Yeah. Give me a stealth check. Prodding the ground been... as we go. There's quite a lot of um, background noise 20... for you to hide behind because this, this sewer is active. It's yeah. deep, it's ancient, but it is active and there is a quite a lot of runoff and water flowing through it. So as long as you're relatively careful, there's quite a lot of background noise for you to mask yourself against. Okay, have you so got? You've got. Does Alessandra got dark vision? She's an elf, so yes, she has dark vision. Okay. Well, when you reach the edge of this uh, passage, this kind of entranceway, you're peering into a cavern. It's got rough walls. Just before you go too far, how um, how how many hit points does uh, Alessandra have? Uh, she maxes What's out it? at forty-five. Forty-five. Mm. There is actually. Alessandra, when you reach the entrance, not where in the area of the cavern that you're looking at, but you can now pick it up with your um, uh, dark vision or you can pick it up with your regular sight. There is a very faint, sort of almost phosphorescent illumination coming from this cavern, leads up to the north away from this sewer, and then seems to sort of curve around to the right and open up a bit. And off to the right, 
there might be the very faintest suggestion of some sort of phosphorescent illumination coming around that corner. The floor is, uh, especially after about 15, 20 feet into the corner, is absolutely covered with this uh, yellow uh, fungus. Okay. And there are toadstools in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, no sound, no nothing. Okay. Alice, I'm just going to get a bit of get a handkerchief or something and cover her nose and mouth with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Before she moves, I'm going to cast aid. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Um, so we've got Alessandra and Bugraft who are standing at the entrance to this cavern and Parker, Burple and Sessions are sort of hanging back a yep. tiny bit in the main sewer. Yep. So I'll do aid on uh, Uncle Buggy, Parker oh. and... Thank you very much. Plus five or plus ten? Plus ten. And okay. I'll do Alessandra as well. Thank you and very plus much. Plus ten hit points. Yeah. Maximum hit points up by plus ten. Wow. Very nice. Okay. That lasts um, eight hours. Uh, what about Bugrov, Parker, and uh, Burple? So what have we seen through there? Just a sort of... Well, you can see Alessandra in. standing, looking north into this Has she reported entrance. back that she's seen anything? Or I don't know. She's trying to be quiet, so probably not, okay. I would have thought. Has she been making stealth checks? She's trying to be quiet, and she up. wants... It's a purple. You can see with your dark vision into this um, cavern, and if you stand the sort of far side of the entrance, you can see a little further in. Obviously, you can see that it it seems to open up, continue opening up to the uh, east, and that it's the floor is covered in these mushrooms and this this uh, yellow fungus. Beggar's gold. Beggar's gold, all, and all around you, where you are, around the entrance, and then there's a sort of planar area, and then there's yellow fungus all over the floor as the cavern opens up and then mushrooms dotted within it what about parker uh well i will move over there to between purple and alessandra mm-hmm. and anything from buggy i'm going to cast a light spell on a pebble okay i draw my frost brand and move into the, sh- the passage yeah you can see about 20 feet brightly and about 20 feet dimly is that correct with your light spell yeah okay so you can see that uh, you're looking into a chamber that extends up. It opens out and then narrows again and extends up to your uh, northeast. Um, you can see that the vast kind of bulk of the chamber, the main bulk of the chamber, is absolutely covered in this yellow uh, fungus with dotted with mushrooms. Yep. And then it seems to sort of... Uh, what's the word dissipate fade and you've got more of a plain cavern floor after about 15 or 20 feet and you can sense that that cavern floor is narrowing and you've got the impression of space behind that perhaps a passageway or something running off but the extent of your light spell won't show you anymore what about alessandra let's go back around the table alessandra's gonna sneak and make her way forward okay she's gonna make her way to the edge of the the fungus patch the fungus patch she's got dark vision see a little bit more you can just see around a little corner now that you're right up there you can see in and you can see the extent of the 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 cavern proper you can see that the cavern does narrow down into some kind of passage you've got what um 60 feet of dark vision yep it it extends off in a narrow i would say i mean it's not a passageway because it's it's a natural cavern but it is a narrow little uh, tunnel, that's a good word for it, that extends off to the northeast and continues. 
Okay, she's only done some of her moves, so she's going to continue. She's relaying, she's whispering back to bugger off what she can see. And then she's going to continue her move um, through the patch, but she's going to go very carefully. Okay, so what do you mean by very carefully? She's going to go at half speed, and she's going to go stealthy again. Yeah, okay. And she might want to, she, could she do um, something like an athletics or an... Uh, i tell you what she might do, actually. Can she try and jump across this stuff? Or all the way across? Yeah. Oh, God, we have to look up rules, don't we, to do that? I mean, really? Jumping. Your strength determines how far you can jump. Long jump. When you make a long jump, you can cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. There you go. Strength. Okay, so it's a 20-foot jump. And I've got a 14 strength. So you can't... Won't make it all the way. You won't make it all the way, but you can make it to... So, well, I mean, you can make it, well, 14, obviously 14 feet of the way. Can we round up to 15 to make mm-hmm. life easier? Yep. So I can make it to there. Okay, you jump to there. Uh, as Alessandra's jumping to there, everybody else happy with where they are? Yeah. Okay, uh, just step I'll move back, back a bit. A bit. <laughs> as, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, as the there. cloud of yellow mold spores. As Alessandra lands in the yellow, the yellow. fungus... Mold. Yes. You set off a cloud of spores, Alessandra. Oh, yeah. nice to know. Nice to have known you. That burst around you. Yeah. And oh. it looks like now that you're there, that there are two types of yellow fungus mm-hmm. that you're dealing with. The beggar's gold <laughs> fungus. Which is benign and, and lovely. Which is benign and perfectly fine. And then some other kind of yellow mold that seems to have just filled the area around you with spores. <laughs> Also, Alessandra, when you land on that bit of uh, ground, mm-hmm. from the something happens. You you think you hear a noise from the passage to the northeast, yep. and a weird magical effect springs up around you, ah. locking in those. You are sports. surrounded by a violet radiance. In fact. Everything around you is surrounded by a violet radiance. Um, but you can try and avoid it with a dexterity saving throw. So we're, we're just looking at a big long list right, of saving, saving throws that you have to make. And also what happens is that those of you out in the corridor, Parker, Burple, the area off to your uh, west that you could see stretching off as it were ad infinitum with your dark vision yep suddenly about 30 40 feet away from you Hmm. it just goes black and the same happens in the passageway heading off to your west where bugraft and sessions are peering or keeping an eye on it with their light spells alessandra you've got to make two sorry hold up three four alessandra you have got to make a constitution saving throw and you've got to make a dexterity saving throw and just before you roll those dice yes you hear the sound a snick of what sounds like somebody uh clicking or cocking a crossbow <laughs> in the darkness to the northeast behind you <laughs> and we will find out about those saving throws and we will find out about the crossbow and the darkness in the sewers bastard. next week <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. god bastard Thank you.
Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Hall of Harsh Reflections and Age of Worms are copyright by The Hall of Harsh Reflections was written by Jason Bullman. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening!